Welcome to Marking Out episode 227. Um, this past Thursday, the wrestling world lost one of the very legendary professional wrestlers, that being Dusty Rhodes. Um, our condolences go out to his family and all his friends. I think it's safe to say he was an inspiration for uh, a majority of the pro wrestlers, if not all pro wrestlers today. Yeah, absolutely. And we, as Mark Now, would like to pay tribute to him with a 10 bell salute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can purchase our t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am doing awesome as always. Um, like we, we said earlier, Dusty Rhodes passed away. Uh, yeah, what a, a shock, a surprise to everyone. No, I don't think anybody expected to hear about this news. Yeah, I was. I, you called me and told me I was very, very surprised. Yeah, um... It's I mean, just completely he, out of left field. Yeah, I mean, he's currently just up this past week still working in NXT with the people, training people on promos and stuff like that. It's just, it's uh, it's very sad. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot of pro wrestlers were very close to him. Like, he kind of had that, he kind of had that role of, uh, of Afa-ish, where, um... Just everybody kind of gra uh, gravitated towards him, and he just really—he knew yeah. what to say to everyone. Yeah, well, I, I, he was—he would dish out advice and everything. And uh, as far as pro wrestling goes, he mentored so many people. Yeah. Without Dusty Rhodes, Rick, where would Ric Flair be? Without oh. Dusty Rhodes, where would Paul Heyman be? Tons of people. So. Yeah, he, he gave advice to a good amount of the wrestlers that you watch today. Yeah. Um, and almost every wrestler you watch today takes something from Dusty Rhodes, whether it's something he's done in the ring or more, more, than, more than likely it's going to be something in one of his promos. And if not, then it was taken from somebody who took something from 
dusty roads. Yeah. But uh, it's sad. And I, I really I like that uh, Madison Square Garden paid tribute to him on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of people uh, came out to pay tribute on Twitter. Darius Rucker did, CNN, uh, Dell Hart Jr. Uh, a lot of people in, um, in the world were really touched by Dusty Rhodes at some point in their lives, whether it was growing up watching him compete on television or getting the chance to work hand-in-hand uh, -hand with him and have his guidance. Yeah, um, it, it's not something that's just wrestling. It's a pop culture icon. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you saw Yahoo. You named the news outlet. Everyone reported it. Yeah. Um, so very unfortunate. And But as they say, the show must go on. Yes, it will. So... Uh, let's move on to some uh, comments and questions this week. This one is from John. Dusty Rhodes broke the mold on what a wrestler should be. He went against the cookie-cutter look. Without him, there would be no Mick Foley, no Shawn Michaels, no Kevin Steen, and no Daniel Bryan. Dusty's Hard Times promo should be studied by all aspiring, aspiring pro wrestlers. Uh, thank you for your uh, comment, and I, I agree with you. I think he did. He was not that cookie cutter mold. He he was definitely, I guess he was abstract in that sort of a field. And promo wise, yeah, you could look at the hard times promo. Any of his other promos, they're all. You could take something a little bit of something away from all of them. Yeah. Up next, we have a tweet that came in from at. Show G Gun says, My first memory of him was in WWF in Polka Dots. I was still in awe by him and his style as a man. The way he talked and walked. Thank you for that tweet about Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, good old him and Sapphire back yeah. in the day. Uh, the next comment is from Chance Prophet. Dusty made time to make you feel as if what you said meant as much to him as it did to you. Whether you were a fan or a talent, he treated you with respect. His sons follow that mold well too. The best memory I have of him is him coaching me on promos in the 2009 WWE tryout camp. He took me aside in the middle of the hustle and bustle and spent about a half hour half an hour just to help me tweak things to make it better. He let me share my opinion and he helped me improve what I felt. The biggest part of it was telling me that if I didn't believe the, wor the words coming out of my mouth, then nobody else would either. Thank you, Dusty. Uh, that is from Chance Profit. You could go follow him on Twitter at Chance Profit. Uh, thank you very much for, your, uh, for sharing your thoughts. Yeah, thank you. Up next is a comment from Tobias Lane. There was no one better at cutting a promo or had better mic skills. Dusty Rhodes always looked like he was having the time of his life, which is definitely true. Yeah, I think uh, we've all heard him laugh a ton of times on that, whether usually when cutting a commentary, I mean... Yeah, WCW had a ton of that. Yeah, him on commentary. He has so many memo uh, memorable... Uh, quotes and everything. I mean, do you have a favorite match of Dusty's? 
Uh, yeah, actually, with, uh, well, I mean, there's a ton of matches, but one, I'm such a huge mark for superstar Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden, and uh, they main evented Madison Square Garden in a Texas bull rope match once, and it's it's so crazy because wrestling is 100%. You're not getting wrestling like that anymore. Mm-mm. The the crowd reaction just the, the they pop so loud when Dusty Rhodes won. It's just crazy. Like I even like thinking back at, at the Coliseum when I was just there, you don't get reactions like you did back in the seventies, eighties. So No, it's completely different times. I mean, we speak about it here and there, but it's the complete the atmosphere. I it may be because K is uh is done with. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's just unfortunate that I never had the opportunity to actually meet Dusty Rhodes. Thus, me neither. We have had the opportunity and pleasure to see him uh, at a live event, though. I mean, we saw him do the the not what is it the, the kickoff pre- show kickoff panel. Yeah, at, at WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah, I wish there was more, but. Yeah, me too. But we would definitely like to thank Dusty Rhodes for everything that he contributed to the wrestling industry and absolutely everyone that he inspired. Um, Moving on to some independent wrestling. Yes, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Syndicate Supercard 2015 took place this past Saturday at the Rahway Rec Center. And uh, we have a new TV champion crowned. Yeah, they had a huge tournament uh, dating back a few events ago. And it all culminated to this one match between Brian Myers taking on Chris Payne with Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard was cleared to be there in the corner of Chris Payne. And she turned on him. Yeah. She cost Chris Payne the title. Aligned herself with Brian Myers to make to assist Brian Myers in becoming the first ever PWS television champion. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Brian Myers. And um, we know that Chris Payne will see be seeing him in the championship scene at some point. Yeah. We saw the handicapped heroes. Uh, retained their PWS Tag Team titles against Aesthetic Enterprise. We also saw Bobby Wayward successfully defending his suicidal six-way title against Anthony Bowens, Amazing Red, Brian XL, Starman, and the Drunken Swashbuckler. Uh, We saw Bonesaw defeat Sabu in a crazy, crazy Lumberjack match. We, We had... Lumberjacks from ECW, we had Lumberjacks from uh, Monsters Island, they clashed, we saw, we had Balls Mahoney, Just Incredible, New Jack, the BWO came out, Raven hit the ring, looked like he was going to be siding with BWO, boom, took out Stevie Richards and then announced that he was the mastermind all along behind Monsters Island, so that's, that's pretty crazy there. Yeah, you had it was a special day. It was Mick Foley's fiftieth birthday, so Bill After uh, hosted a birthday bash in the ring. Um, it featured Mick Foley, Shane Douglas, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jimmy Snuka, Kevin Sullivan, Bret Hart, 
and uh, Foley's kids. But someone that didn't get the invite, Bully Ray, he ended up uh, crashing the party. Yeah. And then uh, later on that night, Bully Ray took on Colt Cabana, but was defeated by Colt Cabana. Yeah. Then uh, we saw over the past few few uh, months, we've seen this guy stalking Kevin Matthews. Finally, this guy shows up. He's wearing a helmet. We see the Heavenly Bodies and Helmet taking on Reality Check, three on three. And Devin Moore turned his back on Craven Varro and Kevin Matthews, revealed that he was Kevin Matthews' stalker. Big surprise. I mean, he's been a tag. He's been alongside Kevin Matthews for so long. And same thing with Craven Varro. Well, Craven, Craven for just the full year from Supercard, but Devin Moore and Kevin Matthews have been that core of reality check for the longest time and not anymore. Yeah. I guess uh, things have to change. Yeah. And speaking of change, we had a championship match for the PWS title. It was a three-way no DQ match. Like how I set you up there. Yeah, I'm sure you set it up perfectly. Thanks. We had the champion Mario Bokura defending his championship against Falaba and Dan Moff losing the, t the match. Dan Moff picked up the victory there, the new PWS champion. Uh, I guess this, we could say, years in the making. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, ever since uh, Boca made his uh, debut with PWS, we were saying that we wanted to see Boca versus Moff, and um, it ended up being in this. I mean, I know. I think they did compete against each other in the past. Yeah. I think, but I mean, you knew it was going to be one of them uh, at the end of the day holding the title for a little bit of time. Bokura being the defending champ, followed by being a former, the, yeah, former champion. So you knew Dan Moff. It was only a matter of time. Uh, congratulations to Dan Moff. Um, yeah. That is PWS. You can go check them out, prowrestlingsyndicate.com. Yeah, they announced a huge show in August, August 22nd. It's the night before SummerSlam at the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. Uh, it's a very, very small venue, I believe. I think it's like maybe 600, 700, 800 people could be in there. So uh, they announced Rey Mysterio will be there. Definitely not going to want to miss that. Yeah, um, so that is uh, very cool to check out. And it's cool because Habib is uh, teaming up with Rey Mysterio. I'm happy yeah, for definitely. That. Very happy for him. It's, it's versus, I believe, Matt McIntosh and Amazing Red. Yeah, and then might as well since, uh, but the day before August 21st, uh, Rey Mysterio will be over at House of Glory Wrestling taking on Amazing Red in a singles match. Yeah, so... so that should be something else as well that you may you that you definitely don't want to miss. So go check out HouseOfGloryOnline.com as well. Yeah, what is it? The six one nine versus the seven one eight. Yes, that's what it's being billed as the six one nine versus seven one eight. And I mean, it, it's pretty. It's really a dream match: Amazing Red versus Rey Mysterio. So yeah. yeah, go check out all of these events. Support independent wrestling as much as possible. Speaking of independent wrestling i don't even know what to call this independent wrestling or not but legends of wrestling took place at city field this past sunday um 
like I said, for the longest time, I've wanted to see wrestling at City Field. Uh, I wish, I really wish it was WWE. Yeah, and uh, you got you got exactly what I told you you were going to get. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be like the smoothest of events, but like when I got there, I went and got the tickets for whatever reason. I don't know why, but they had like let's say five of the ticket windows open, and then all like all the way to the left, they had two windows open with like a bunch in between that everyone's just piling up in front of these two windows. And it's like there's no signage saying, oh, no, we're also open down here because the other ones are closed. But I just felt so bad for people. I went and uh, after sounds I well up, sounds very well organized. Yeah, they didn't. The people at City Field really had no clue. I, I, I went and sat in, t in the uh, ticket office after I picked up my tickets just to wait for Brad. And there were people coming in like yelling and getting upset some people they i heard them saying they had uh general admission tickets that was standing room around the ring people thought ga was going to be seats i know not always general admission has seats but typically at a wrestling event ga means you got a seat yeah i mean the only ga is usually like maybe a concert yeah um but definitely i mean I saw on Facebook, on their Facebook page, they were getting a lot of hate from a lot of fans that bought tickets even before the actual event taking place because they weren't announcing matches. They had no information on refunds, on where to go pick up your tickets that you paid for. Uh, people weren't receiving their tickets on time. I didn't, I didn't even realize that I didn't have my tickets until like the week before because when I purchased tickets originally, I wanted them mailed to me, but I did this over the phone, and when I got my tickets, the email confirming my order, it said, print my tickets here. I like to have the hard ticket. So I called them back up, spoke to the same woman. She goes, oh, I see that. I'll have them shipped to you, no extra charge, blah, blah, blah. Months went by without me realizing that I didn't have my tickets, and then I called up, and I asked, I was like, is there a way for me to print them at City Field, they're like, oh, you're going to have to pay extra money, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to have a will call for this event. And then I went, I was like, okay, bye, whatever. I hung up the phone, and I looked online to see what I can do with TicketWise. And I saw an option, print at home, and then I saw will call. We're not going to have a will call. So I called them back up. I was like, I see right now that it says will call. And then the guy was like, oh, I guess that woman didn't know what she was doing. Whatever. I, they left it at the wall. Yeah, it ball. seems like the entire, that nobody knew how to run anything. Yeah. When, I mean, and the, and the they, didn't even, they didn't even give information about who to contact for ticket information or for help or questions. Uh, the show itself wasn't so bad. I was just confused because it's on the ticket it says uh, live wrestling from three, no, no, what does it say? Fan Fest or something? Three to five and then wrestling from five to seven or something like that wrestling as soon as i got in oh no yeah right as soon as i got in they, they they started matches so they had like maybe five or six dark matches i guess you'd say mm. i just i wasn't expecting them to be wrestling but that's when we saw people like dan barry and and bill carr wrestle we saw danny demato wrestle pete gas wrestle i popped for that 
Very cool. Yeah. So you got to see a few familiar faces. Yeah, I got to meet Mr. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've met him before, but yeah. I'm sure it wasn't the same Mr. Matt. <laughs> but uh, as far as the matches go, I mean, it was really awesome. You got to see Brian Myers taking on Brodus Clay, Tyrus. Uh, for whatever reason... Yeah, you had to be happy for uh, Brian Myers. I, I mean, I, dude, he had a, he had like a shield like entrance. Like he came from the crowd with Mrs. Met and everything. That's definitely his WrestleMania moment. <laughs> being like such yeah. a being like such a huge uh, Mets fan and everything like that. Yeah, he won the tag team championship at Great American Bash. He uh, had his WrestleMania moment with Undertaker, which is huge. Uh, but. This was this has to be right up there to be making an entrance like that with Mr. Met, uh, Mrs. Met yeah. at uh, City Field. That has to be awesome. But like I was gonna say, for whatever reason, Ashley Massaro was on commentary. Uh, Matt Striker was also on commentary. They were live through the PA system. Ashley maybe said about seven words, and uh, after that match, Brodus Clay carried her off, and that was the last we ever saw of Ashley. Yeah, did Matt Stryker give his sign? I, maybe commentary. He might have. He might have given the go home sign. Get out of here, whatever. <laughs> I feel. Didn't you say that he made a comment about her? Well, he was like, "Oh, well, Ashley, are you going to say anything or something?" And she goes, "Ooh, that was a stiff clothesline." He goes, "Well, that was very, uh, very good call or whatever." I'm not. I'm not going to bash anybody here, but I, don't know, I, I thought like that was funny. I mean, Matt's, yeah, it's kind of like eh to do yeah, that. Yeah, Matt, Matt Stryker, whoever he's on commentary with. He always feels the need to uh, point out their flaw or try to make a joke that kind of puts them down. I mean, I thought like, it, he, I thought it was funny, this, though. So. Like, he's done, he's done this with uh, Vampiro on Lucha Underground. He's done this with Ashley. He's done this in the past. And he's even done it with uh, JR on New Japan Pro Wrestling. But JR stood up for himself. I think it was in regards to uh, a um, what is this? Um, Bruce Brody comment. Oh, yeah. Like, he, I feel like he's someone that has to get put in his place. Well, thanks for saying that. You're welcome. We also saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeat Robbie E. Uh, We saw Tommy Dreamer taking on Wes Briscoe, got the win there. I mean, all the faces won. I I was expecting for there to be a heel-face ratio of wins, but I guess stupid me. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair cut his little promo. I, Mr. Anderson and Nux interrupted him. I completely agreed with everything they were saying. They're like, oh, you're taking time away from the younger guys. Everyone's booing them. I was like, he's telling the truth. Who? The youngest guy on that they probably booked for that show? Maybe. I mean, Brian, Matt Seidel. May, I mean, Robin Matt Seidel is not. How old oh, is yeah. Matt Seidel? I, mean, I would assume he was younger. Maybe not so much younger. I don't know. Wait, Evan Moore? Yeah. Um, I forgot you saw him. Yeah. Um, probably Brian's the youngest person booked on the card. Seidel's old. Well, he's not old, but he's in his low 30s. Yeah, but yeah, I... Yeah, I think Brian's the youngest. Yeah, but I, I had to miss the main event, which sucked, because... I mean, it was it was cool. It, it, it's really stupid. I don't understand, because they had backstage they cut. They're like, oh, Rob Van Dam is going to be Scott Steiner's mystery opponent. They cut a little promo with him, RVD. Scott Steiner comes out, cuts his promo. Yeah, I got a mystery opponent. Who's going to be my mystery opponent? Then here comes Rob Van Dam. Like, we already knew that, though. 
So he yeah. should have already known that. But uh, Rob Van Dam defeated Scott Steiner. Doc, I feel like that. Doc I'm, Gallows, I'm, for whatever reason, accompanied Steiner to the ring. But then RVD. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry for interrupting you. But I feel like that's really poor, like, booking-wise. If your wrestler, you're going to have cut a promo, and he doesn't know what I, you it, already aired to the audience. It's also Scott Steiner. That's true. It is so also Scott Steiner. Know. So, he, yeah, he that's came true. out. He did the whole, I challenged Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan didn't want to come face me. That whole <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so Rob right, Van so Dam, RVD came out, he introduced Bret Hart, Bret Hart did the whole, thank you, it's very great to be back here in New York City, that whole little thing that, yeah. you go to Andy Indy's show with Bret Hart, and not, not to knock Bret Hart, word though. by word, yeah, not to knock Bret at all though, because it's, it's all pretty much like comedians, they they all have their uh, their spiel, like if they're on David Letterman or, Jay, or uh, Jimmy Fallon or whatever, they usually pretty much have the same feel that like the same run of jokes that they're going to go over to promote their movie. Right. It's pretty much the same thing like this. Yeah. And I had to leave the event early because the last Long Island Railroad train out of there was after the event was going to be over, which sucks because the show was only supposed to go till 7. Then for whatever reason, they had like a 10-minute intermission for no reason. For absolutely no reason, they, they just cut the car. It wasn't like half and half. It was just like, I feel like it was just before the main event even. I'm not positive, but... That's weird. There was no reason for that. That was horrible time management there. And yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so I missed Goldberg. I missed Goldberg run down, spear Scott Steiner, hit jackhammer on, on Luke Gallows. I would have been, I would have liked to have seen Goldberg there. How, nice. what time was the last train? The last train, because it's Mets Willits, was 7.30, I think. And I swear... There's nothing after they, that? Not from... I guess maybe there was subway, but I didn't have... Yeah, you should have taken the subway. Yeah, but then I would have had to take the subway to Jamaica, I think. Yeah, and then wait at Jamaica for like three hours or something like that. No. Yeah. That long? Yeah, something like that. They gotta fix the scheduling. Especially when there's an event. I don't understand, like... That's such horse, but I really wish I got to see Goldberg, but I didn't. And uh, and it was just like I wish there was like signs or anything. There was just giant crowds around the whole concourse, like the mm -hmm. main concourse. They had like eight things for food open, eleven stations in total open, like with beer and everything. So it's like everyone's crowded getting um, food and drinks. I didn't even see that. I saw they had a wrestling ring sent, set up. Uh, Demolition was in there. I guess other people were in there at other points too, but there weren't, like, I couldn't see. Was it like a meeting group kind of a deal? Yeah, but I couldn't okay. see where anyone else was. Like, I didn't see Jim Duggan. I didn't see Brian Myers. I didn't see Dreamer. I didn't know where anyone was. There it's was just, no signs or anything. There yeah. was just crowds of people gathered. Whether I feel like it's one of those things where they, they didn't even know who the what, who was going to face Scott Steiner. I feel like. I, don't, I feel they, like it I was like. Know. I feel like it's that the day of, and they're just like, "All right, we're going to set you guys up here, here, here. We have space here. Um, who wants to be in a main event? Let's see. RVD, you want to wrestle today? We'll toss you fifty extra dollars. Okay, cool. I mean, I saw I saw they had merchandise set up next to where Demolition was inside the ring, but that's it. Then there were crowds. Like, I didn't know if there were people going to the bathroom that there were long lines or people were waiting for food and beer. 
because that like all those lines like just molded into this one long line and then in the concourse there was like there's like no room and you have Luke Gallows who's part of one of the hottest groups in New Japan signing I saw Luke Gallows I didn't see anyone else over there but I saw just giant crowd and like I could barely even walk by wow there was no signs it sucked it was awful I mean, I'm I'm happy that Gallows can draw such a crowd now with Bullet Club. But th- there might have been more people over there. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I just saw, I just saw Luke Gallows because he's what like six five. Yeah, he's tall. So, but I wish there were more signs around that place. But when we we had seats literally right behind home plate, probably the first and last time I'll ever sit directly first row behind home plate in City Field, but. We had to. We were asking the people how to get to our seat, they, and the only way, they weren't letting you take the staircase, for whatever reason, they were only telling you to use the elevator and escalators. So, we were on the main concourse. That's weird. Yeah, and we weren't waiting on this long line they, to go. Those to are the elevator. those are used for emergency exits, though. Uh, yeah. How can well, you not use the stairs? So we go to the woman. She goes, I'm just doing my job. I was like, I understand, but where are we supposed to go? She goes, use the elevator. Long line for elevator. We're not using the elevator. We asked the woman, where else can we go? She goes, what you want to do is go down the main escalator in the Jackie Robinson Rotunda and take the smaller escalator up to, I think it's like the Delta Club or something, which is that's how you would do it for a normal baseball game. Yeah. We go down the escalator or we go down the steps and we walk up the small escalator because the small escalator is off. We open up the door, pitch black. Nobody, I'm like, hello, hello, hello. Nothing. And then like bats flew away? (laughs) Basically, there's a light on at the end of the tunnel, basically. It's the television that's airing the match. That's so creepy. It was it was completely creepy. I was like, dude, I somebody like pop out like security. Was there like a little girl like in the movie Poltergeist just sitting next right in front of the TV watching it? <laughs> no. Maybe no. you didn't see her. It was a ghost. But like every exit of the door was like use exit like A or whatever. We were at E. We would go to exit. We would go to exit from exit to exit to exit. Finally, get, oh yes, yes, we're at this right exit. It says this is how we get to our seats on our ticket. Push the door. Locked. How am I to get to my seats? I was like, this is unbelievable. Then Why do you guys just stay in the Delta? By ourselves in the dark? Turn on the light. I don't even know where lights was. Brad put the sound on the TV. I was like, that's going to get us in trouble. Like, <laughs> There's going to be somebody that walks in there. But yeah, you should just stay on the ground. I wanted to be out there and, and like take pictures of the live action. So we walked. We finally, we, we go out. And, uh, which is terrible. Like, that's awful security on City Fields Park because that place, there was tons of stuff in there you could have stolen. And what did you take? I didn't take anything. I would have loved to have taken, they had, you know, you know how they have, uh, I think they put popcorn in there. Like, there's like a giant Mets helmet for popcorn. I think so. They had a bunch of those just sitting there. I was like, I want to take one of those. I didn't, but I wish I did. Not to to admit to a crime here, but I really did wish I took one. But uh, we finally, we get out of there. We go down the escalator. We ask the guy at the front gate at the rotunda. He goes, oh, what you're going to want to do is go up this escalator. We're like, no, 
We just came from this escalator. That's funny. So we go back up the escalator. We go to uh, use. It's this. definitely. It definitely reminds me of like this is Final Tap. I don't. I've never seen that. You still. You have to see it. It's. It's. Oh, they're which, all, they're oh trying right. To which way the, to the stage? Right. Yeah, they're trying to look okay. through the stage, and they keep on ending I've up at backstage one. at the. Uh, with the the la- the groundskeeper or whatever the janitor, and he's right. like, "Oh yeah, no, you got to do that." And they yeah. keep on ending up at the wrong door. Yeah. So then we went up this this to where we were before, where we started. We went to go down the steps, and the woman yelled at us. How do we get to our seats? Elevator or that one? Or the, the concourse? And there was, like, a, a head of, like, like some, some important woman she looked like at City Field waiting to talk to the staircase lady. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, just go downstairs, take the escalator up. We were like, no, we did that. It's, it's completely pitch black in there. There's nobody in there. Then we finally, we went, we just, we took the long way and went down to our seats through the main concourse and then walked and like the guy's like where are you going we were like we have seats all the way over there and there's none of these doors are open so, that sounds like a lot of work for not that much it, it was it was so, like I was like what you should write them an on? email and what am I going to say dear city field yeah complain to them that's a that's a nice complaint letter you like it's not our fault. I'm like yeah, crummy security, crummy organization. I would write writing a letter. Plus, I had to see Brian Knobs wrestle. Yeah, write a letter about that complaining, dude. Brian Knobs, like I don't want to talk bash ahead about. No, I don't want to bash anybody. I don't really have anything to bash, but like, that's not. It's not. He's not a good wrestler. He never was. Right. So it's like even like selling stuff. They were, like people were hitting him. He was just. No, I'm not getting hit. You know why he's booked. Well, he was the creator of the event. Oh, I thought because Hulk Hogan. No, him and Goldberg were the creators of the the Legends of Wrestling, I believe. A.K.A. it was probably Hulk Hogan and Goldberg. And Go- Hogan's Hulk not even like, – Hulk Hogan has nothing to do with this. If Hulk Hogan was part of Legends of Wrestling, he would have been there. No, he was probably no, like, listen, Nobs, no. take, take the take, – you can take no. the – put your name on it, not mine. No, it's Nobs and Goldberg. I don't know what Goldberg's connection with Brian Nobs. I don't know if they're good friends. Maybe they are, but – all in all, I'm very happy that I got to see wrestling at City Field. It was a good yeah, card. Yeah, you sound like it. No, no, no. I seriously <laughs> am. I really am. I'm happy that the card was not bad, at least. For whatever reason, I saw John Cena Sr. there. Oh, Greg, Greg Valentine was there. But I'm very happy that I got to see Brian Myers wrestle at City Field and win. Yeah, I feel like the highlights is like seeing Brian Myers and seeing Team Tremendous and uh, Denny DeManto. Yeah, they're really... They're really, I mean, during the main event, even Rob Van Dam versus Scott Steiner, I got to see some of it. There was We Want Hawkins chance. Yeah. Nobody cares about these old guys anymore. Mm hmm. So, but that was. I, my, I feel like that's the. I feel like you would do better if you had, like, a. Actually, I don't know. Do you think uh, Ring of Honor would have done better? No, absolutely not, because they can't even sell tickets at their, their MCU ballpark. And um, what about TNA? Probably not. No. Listen, for what it was, I don't know how. Also, I saw WrestleZone posted that there that City Field was claiming ten thousand people were there. Good old WrestleZone. No, no, no. I called City Field and asked for the numbers because I think that's public knowledge uh-huh. for like attendance, baseball games, and everything. They said they were about. There was what did he say? There was like eight thousand nine hundred something tickets sold. 
Now, what I think happened was there was probably like four to 5,000 actual tickets sold for people being there, like to have like a seat or standing. Then on top of that, like the meet and greets, the pre-show VIP party, the Q&A sessions and all the other stuff were also tickets. Yeah, it's it's all ticket sales. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's what's also tacked onto it because mm-hmm. figure you want to meet everybody there, there was how many people were on the card? 20 people maybe? Yeah, I feel like they definitely so clumped tw- them all together. So even like 20 times what? Like 3,000? That's a lot more than... So that's why I think that... How many would you say were there? I would say like four to 5,000. Because okay. if I look at what I saw... And they're reporting 10, right? Yeah, because if I, if I look at what I saw there and look at a venue like Westbury Music Fair, I think Westbury Music Fair might be like three to five or six-ish. Mm-hmm. So it was around that amount of people there. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I wish WWE ran there. I know it would be so much smoother... Maybe NXT. I don't know necessarily, but I'm 100% open and open to seeing more wrestling there. And um, I wish I just wish the ring was positioned better. For whatever reason, it was like the outfield instead of in between the, yeah, the pitcher saw, mound and home plate. Yeah, I saw that picture. I didn't understand why they put the ring so far back. Yeah, when I originally bought tickets, I could have sworn it was like. Here's home plate. Here's I mean, you, the ring. Here's you saw the, the picture, of but maybe the, uh, not. You saw the picture of Global Force Wrestling. Yeah, Global Force has it right by the home plate. Yeah, pretty much right over home plate, and right. that's where it should be. So, but there, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from experiences. Yes. Yeah, so, moving on. Do you want to? Uh, what do you want to do? Um. Do you want to? Oh, I guess let's talk a little bit outside the ring news, and then yes. we'll cut over. Yep. So outside the ring news, um, as we mentioned, unfortunately Tyson Kidd, uh, he was injured in his dark match against Samoa Joe while taking the Muscle Buster. Um, they're reporting that it was a spinal cord injury, potentially broken cervical uh, vertebra, some broken neck. Um, hopefully, it's not that hopefully it's a lot less severe and hopefully he has a speedy recovery and gets back in the ring as soon as possible. Absolutely with that. Um, as per, let's see, there's uh, reports out there that WWN, um, what is uh, the WWN Live, the network that carries Evolve, Dragon Ga- formerly Dragon Gate USA, uh, Sh- uh, Shimmer, Shine? I. Shimmer, I think. I think Shine. Shimmer or Shine. Uh, Full Impact Pro, stuff like that. Um, WWE is trying to get in touch with them. They're trying to work out a deal so this way they're going to pretty much use them as an OVW-ish where they're going to try to keep those wrestlers from going to Ring of Honor and TNA. And then they're also going to include in the contract something along the lines of uh, it including if the WWE signs one of them, they get the licensing and merchandising rights to whatever product it is because of this whole thing with uh, Kevin Kevin Owens. Uh, before he became Kevin Owens, he signed uh, he signed with Figures in, uh, Figures Inc. 
when he was with Ring of Honor for an action figure. Action figure got delayed. Now it's being released, and WWE wants to try to prevent that from occurring in the future. So that should be pretty interesting. Which I thought they were just when I when this news first broke, I thought it was to be like I thought that it was completely blown out of proportion where. It was just like WWE wanting like some footage or something. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of guys in WWE now that have worked for that company. I mean, it could be for that too, for uh, getting Evolve and Dragon Gate footage. It could be that too. Um, really, like the details to it, it's whatever we read on the, on the sites and how accurate are those. Right. So, um, also, there's, there's stuff with China is still rolling. She's still repeat, still going on that uh, ex Pac Sean Waltman allegedly drugged her, Triple H allegedly hit her, and I feel like like Triple H went out to like pretty much it's like people are they're denying it and blowing her off, saying that it's just really China uh, being China. Yeah, she was on Opie and Anthony, and uh, yeah, or, that's, that's why I don't know from. if it was Opie and Anthony. It was. No, like, it was. Yeah, but I didn't see them. I saw Jim Norton. Yeah, he's on Opie and Anthony now. But uh, they were doing that, and they they called X Pac, and X Pac's like, "I will take a lie detector test. I'm in Philly. Like I live in Philly. I will take the train to you guys." And they were like, "Well, China, are you down for a, a lie detector?" And she like holds up her arm to show like the scar where she was gonna, where she cut her her wrist or whatever. And she's like, "I've I've." What'd she say? Something like, I, I don't need to take any lie detectors. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. She's completely, I don't mean like, I don't, I don't she's know. Very, she's very depressed. I have she, no idea. I'm not, I, I'm going to gonna, judge. like, I'm, I'm definitely 100% judging based off of the YouTube videos that she posts from her in Japan and stuff and the way that she speaks. It sounds like she's very depressed and she really does need to speak to someone. She really does need help. Uh, this is, I feel like, a cry for help. And to anybody that says that she should be in the WWE Hall of Fame after that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Triple H podcast, and now there's definitely no way she's going to be inducted with all that she's been speaking uh, speaking out about Triple I mean, H, Waltman, Vince Man. It's still that never say never, though. Yeah, but I think she's really putting a, she's really making it difficult. Yeah, to, to I mean, be yeah, I mean, I, what Sean was saying sounded very, very truthful. He he was not hiding any drug use or anything like that. He spoke yeah. about with their that the whole sex tape thing that got released and how they all signed contracts and China said she didn't. But yeah, so I mean, you could take believe one side, don't believe the other. But they were all but, saying, they were all saying that they were both heavily drugged up. Yeah, so it's like. I know, you, but then I'm sure you could just, you could do stuff. You were in no right of mind to sign a contract, but here yeah, it's you kind are of like signing. how I don't think you could go get a tattoo if you're drunk. I don't. Well, I've, I, I've yeah. seen that happen before. That's, so. I, I think it's illegal. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm almost positive it's illegal, even though it does get done. I think it's illegal to uh, for a tattoo artist to tattoo someone that's uh, inebriated. Um, but I mean. Obviously, hopefully everything smooths over with China, Xbox, Triple H, because all of this publicity, all of this talk, it's obviously not, it's not good. Whether it's true, whether it's false, it's, it's he said, she said. Yeah. I mean, and plus being fans, 
we really don't have that much uh, involvement in this anyways. <laughs> we don't have any involvement yeah, in this? at all. This is really, I, I feel like this is more stuff that should be kept behind closed doors and not really put out there for everyone to get involved with. Yeah. I still don't really understand why so many people open up the doors to their personal lives, but whatever. Well, I guess you're a celebrity, so you kind of have to. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of celebrities that don't, though. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like stuff gets out. So stuff when you want publicity. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. All right. So that is all of that. You wanted to um, speak about Bill Demott, didn't you? Oh. Um. I. I. I only know a little bit of it. Uh, Bill Demott is on Chris Jericho's Talk Is Jericho this week, uh, speaking about his uh, the allegations and his treatment of the wrestlers down at Developmental. And all of that, uh, pretty much he's, sta he's standing by his word. He's standing by his actions. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like if you – Tough Enough is all on the WWE Network. So if you go and watch season two, there's an episode where they lose a bet and the guys ended up having to train that day in just jock straps and the, the women had to train in bikinis. Mm -hmm. So they were, I mean, it's basically like those stories yeah. that we hear. I mean, I, I could understand where uh, it, there is a camaraderie factor to it and stuff like that. And to like the outside world, it's kind of like it looks really awful. But in reality, it's camaraderie. Um, but yeah, not really much else to say about that. Uh, just a quick mention, Dynasty Pro Wrestling will be putting on an event in Holyoke, Massachusetts on June 19th. Not, not, called, not, the, uh, just not the egg white? No, just the Holyoke. <laughs> uh, Friday, <laughs> funny. It's an awful joke. It's 2015 yeah. though, so. Um, it's called Friday Night Fight Pub at Winter Palace Theater. You're going to be seeing X-Pac, Sean Waltman, as we mentioned earlier. He's going to be in action. And also a match that they announced that looks really cool. Rex Lawless taking on TJ Marconi. TJ Marconi going to be accompanied by Fe uh, Fenris Fortune. So Wait, is it, is it Fenris Fortune also in that no, no, match? No, no, no. No, I, I, it was a typo on my behalf. He's, oh. with, he's managing uh, TJ Marconi. Um, but you can go check out Dynasty Pro Wrestling. Go check them out at DynastyProWrestling.com. Um, anything else to note? I don't think so. Let's let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is the Big O, and I'm marking out for marking out. And if you can't handle that heat, then get the hell out of our ozone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 227. Uh, now moving on to the WWE portion of the program. Uh, tough enough. They had the, all the contestants. They announced the, finey, the 40 final finalists. Say that 10 times fast. No, go ahead. Seriously, do that right now. I'll leave the space. Final 40, final 40, final 40, final 40, no, final 40. Final 40, final. No, 40 final. Four, 40, okay. 40 <laughs> final finalists. It's difficult. Well, let's get down to the... Uh, Brass text? Oh, my yeah. God. I finally get to use that word on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Phrase. Well, 
the person that we were pulling for and alongside uh, pretty much everyone from Long Island, the big O, Adam O'Reiner. Um, he was... The big O, Adam O'Reiner, uh, he was invited to be a part of that final 40. And we Which, were... That was awesome. That was Yeah, cool. that... So proud of him for making it into that final 40. Uh, he went down to Orlando, had his tryout and everything in front of uh, Billy Gunn, Booker T, Lita. Um, anybody else? I don't think anyone was there yet. I think day Maybe two. Maybe Triple H. Triple I, don't, H. I don't think Triple H was there at that time. I feel like I saw him. I think Triple H was there for day two. Maybe. I think he was there on day one too. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But um, definitely very proud of him. And unfortunately, at the conclusion of uh, day one, he was given his... Um, Notice that he will not be making it to the final 13. Yes, thank you. Which that sucks uh, so much because they had that whole like the toughenough.com article about I him know. and everything. It's like they put so much effort into uh, getting us to know who uh, the Big O is and getting us to recognize the Big O. I mean, he's, sit he's standing in the front row. He's sitting in the front row. He has that uh, – uh, Ryder has that interview about him. Uh, they have that little uh, intro to the Big O. Which – what did he say? He said he's either going to be eliminated day one or, or win it or what? I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't remember. Something like that. But it's, it's just the beginning here. It's still – it's still anyone's game. So you didn't make tough enough. So what? You'll move on. You'll go so on. So what? Big one. Yeah, so what? Who cares? No, but you, you don't need tough enough to become no. something in WWE. Yeah, they so, had they had a few people from tough enough move on to actually make yeah, it to I, WWE without I, winning. I, I think there was, yeah, there was more wrestlers that didn't win tough enough to go on to become a, a big deal in the WWE than... Uh, winners. Yeah, I mean, Shad Gaspard didn't even really make it onto the season. He was one of the finalists for season two, but due to yeah, failing I mean, a physical. I mean, let's not forget Davari, Sean Davari. Awesome uh, Kong wasn't yeah, picked. Awesome Kong. Or Amazing Kong. Yeah, ODB. Yeah. There's so many wrestlers that were not chosen to be on the show. So. I mean, just, even. Even John Morrison was passed up, I think, for season one yeah. or, or season two, and then went on to season three and one. Yeah. So. So just keep your chin high, and uh, we're so proud of uh, the Big O and all of his accomplishments so far, and we know that, that it's not the end. Yeah. We're going to continue, and we know that he'll end up reaching that final goal of becoming a uh, WWE superstar. It's, it's funny because, like, there's a lot of people, I know you tweeted it also, saying that there goes your reason to watch Tough Enough. Yeah. But it's like, I, I mean, I'll obviously I'll watch regardless, which is one, buy the t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. But it, it, I mean, yeah, it would have been really cool to see someone that we know on the show. Yeah. But I, I know I will still watch. and I feel like there's a I was surprised that there was a lot of... Um, Backlash tweets in regards to Big O getting his release. I saw yeah. a lot of tweets in regards to that. 
Yeah. But, um, and it's like a bunch of the finalists were like, I feel like Triple H is doing so mm-hmm. far because there a bunch of them were bodybuilders. A bunch uh, of them. A bunch of them. And I know people were complaining like, oh, how these guys weren't even workers before they, they signed up for Tough Enough and now they're chosen, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the first time on Tough Enough we've seen people that. But not even on Tough Enough. Like in WWE, had, people who were succeeding. Enzo Amore had no wrestling background. Yeah, that's true. And he, I mean, not yet is he one of the best people. I mean, yeah, he is one of the best, but not yet do we in know NXT. him as. Yeah, in NXT. So when, once mean, he gets to that main roster, that's a, an absolute success of somebody who goes from nothing to something. Look at Roman Reigns. People are going to complain about Reigns, but he went from nothing to Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, a good amount of wrestlers. Reigns was a football player before being trained at all. Uh, I want to say Batista. Batista. I don't think he had an independent Batista, background. Batista, I believe, came straight from OVW. Yeah, he was straight, he was straight WWE product. I believe so, yeah. Like, there's so many wrestlers where, I mean, it's not a bad thing that they don't have an independent wrestling background because if they have the look, at least you can take that chance into, and that you can mold them into what you kind of want them to be. And if it doesn't work, all right, so what? It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if, if you strike, but you could strike big. Yeah. I know they have, uh, I think there's still the former, there was a football player that played, I mean, like, basically a job or career in the NFL, but he was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking I think about. it's... Uh, Brandell? No, I think his name, is his name Khalil Bell? It's Cole? Bell. His last name is Bell. Bell? I oh, think so. I know. There's that guy, and then there's another guy. It's something Brand, Brandell. Or... Oh, I don't know. And he's I, I think, another football player that looked really – he looked in good shape. But I think the, the guy – I think his name was Khalil Bell. But, like, he played for the Jets one year and then played for another team the next year, then played for the Jets again and then played for the other team again. Yeah, but, no, that, I know who you're talking about. You're correct. Yeah, so it's just like you never know. He's got a, an athletic build. He's not like a big guy or anything. Uh, Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I mean, well, Titus O'Neil, you still – I still have no idea. I'm up in the air with him, but – Fantastic I'm, on the mic, he really but, is. So, but even still, I mean, coming in just straight football, and now at least he's better than a lot of other wrestlers out there, and he's he could be used for uh, in tag team action. Yeah, I mean, he's still uh, you're still able to use him in that small risk of taking it on a NFL player. And uh, just just for I mean, we've discussed this a lot of times before. If you're using the WWE social media account and you're talking about somebody, spell their name correctly. It takes one second, two seconds to spell check it. So, just, just I, I tweeted them the other day because they spelled that guy's name wrong. The football player. So um, they, they spelled his name like Greg Colley, and I was like, you, maybe you guys should use the, the Tough Enough app. And yeah, so I mean, I think the thing you could get away from this is that Triple H, we are for hire. We will yes. we will hand we will be gladly to glad to handle your tr- Twitter account. Unfortunately, I will not accept the uh, the the payment in uh, tickets. I will not accept that. Tickets? I like how could you be paid in tickets? You'll be live tweeting or whatever. Yeah, right. You'll have to be there. You won't, you won't get tickets off. for that. 
I'd rather have Moolah than tickets front row. I think it's a little late for that. I mean, we'd be working there, so we wouldn't need front row tickets. But anyway, that was tough enough. Let's move on to some Monday Night Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Beat you to it. I mean, you were, whatever. Whatever, if that's what you want to say. Yeah, the yeah. show opened up. John Cena came out and did his whole spiel, went to issue his open challenge for the U.S. Championship. He spoke about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view match with him and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens came out, called Cena delusional, and said that he's even more delusional if he thinks that Cena is going to win on the pay-per-view this Sunday. Uh, yep. Then he then he opened, or no, he issued his own open challenge for the yeah, NXT saying, Championship. Saying that fans don't want to see John Cena anymore opening up Raw, that they want to see something new, they want to see something different. So he's going to open up that NXT challenge. Yeah, so right away, John Cena accepted. And Kevin Owens was like, well, we're facing each other on Sunday, so no. And John Cena then reissued his open challenge. And then Owens said that they should just let the next person who comes down the aisle decide whether they want to take the United States open challenge or the and NXT open challenge. Then out came... Takamichi Nuku. I Go figure. I popped huge. I marked the F out for that because I'm a huge Taka mark. And. Yeah, and I, my mind was completely blown. I wasn't expecting it at all. I mean, I wish it was. I kind of wish it was Funaki, but I, I absolutely mind blown that it was Taka. Yeah, definitely. Neville came out and said that he's already accepted the U.S. Championship Challenge. And that he would love to face John Cena, just not today. So he went ahead and accepted the NXT Open Challenge, which I don't know why Neville would want to be NXT champion again. Like he, that's like that's well, I think because he, I think he was trying to. He wanted to I teach. Mean, he uh, said that Owens. Owens yeah, too. he said Owens didn't deserve it, but like I feel like that's a reverse step there. I, I don't think so that much anymore because of what they're doing with NXT. Yeah, but Kevin Owens isn't going to be like the champion of NXT as Neville would be the champion of NXT. Like, we're not going to see Neville as yeah. champion, I don't think. Well, I mean, maybe we'll see the NXT title defended more often on WWE television. That would be cool. Maybe. That would but definitely be cool. The match, though, itself was uh, fun to watch. It was Kevin Owens ended up picking up the victory there against Neville. Yeah, there was definitely way too many spots to pick uh, a great spot. Yeah, there was, were just was so very, many of them. Yeah, it was very eventful and uh, a lot of fun. Just like the John Cena Open Challenge, like I, I didn't expect Neville to win. Yeah, but it was very refreshing. Like Neville said, uh, not, like Kevin Owens said. We want to see other things, so it was very, very refreshing to see new faces wrestling on Raw. Yeah, and this match was a great opener, and that promo with Cena and Owens was, I, it was I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I would rather see Raw open up with this promo as opposed to more Dean Ambrose, Rollins, and authority stuff. Absolutely. And I, I like during the match, uh, Owens went for the pop-up powerbomb, and Neville held onto the ropes and then hit one of like the quickest... German suplexes I've ever seen. Yeah. And then 
Owens was on the ground and followed it up with, like, the slowest German suplex that I've ever seen, which, like, that had to have taken some strength and balance from Neville to actually lift him up. It was, like, in slow motion. Lift somebody yeah, up from the st- ground. St- stalling German. It was, like, stalling, stalling German suplex. Yeah, kind of like what Tony Nese does. But even more stall. Yeah. <laughs> ne- yeah, it's very, very impressive. Uh, yeah. I really like the part where Neville missed the red hour the first time, and he rolled right through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't even let, uh, like, usually he would, uh, go for it, and the guy would roll, and he would, uh, splash, uh, into the mat, but he actually, I think, landed on his feet, like, barely, and just managed to completely, uh, roll through it. Yeah. So, uh, very impressive. It was, it was also nice to hear John Cena on commentary here. Yeah, so, and he was put... And John Cena yeah. putting over both of them, huge. Yeah, and it's not very often that we hear John Cena on commentary, and it's not very often that we hear commentary putting people over that are in the match. Yeah, I mean, once again, I feel like this is, do you think that John Cena is going to ride them out? I think it's them. What? Ride them out? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, how you say like <laughs> that you, you and Oh, Chris. it's clearly, that's con- clearly happening right now. But I think that it's also beneficial. Official because John Cena is down. They're not really being forced to rise to John Cena's level to that main event know. status where it's going to affect everything. I don't know. Next up, wait, wait, had, wait, wait, wait. I just wanted to say that with that Neville and Owens match, it's unfortunate that someone like Zack Ryder only gets three minutes against Owens, but Neville's allowed to like 13 minutes maybe. Yeah, but like, I mean, Neville was the former NXT champion. I understand that. It, it would just be nice to see people who can wrestle, wrestle and, to their fullest extent. Yeah, but let's also, fans, at the current state, the current day, if you put uh, Zack Ryder in an 11-minute match, not many he's get, fans, Dude, he's getting constantly cheered throughout the match. I know, but so. I, feel like it, I, feel like you, I feel like he has to build up to it right now. For especially for the opener of Raw, I feel like an eleven-minute match may drain a few people. While Neville, so. with his uh, high-flying ability, that's going to draw no matter who you are. Well, I, I feel like you really have to pick and choose that match. Spot. I do understand that Neville is a draw, but yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love nothing more to see Matt in like a fifteen or thirty-minute match, but yes. I feel like you just have to pick and choose uh, when. Up next, we saw Nikki Bella defeating Summer Rae. Uh, I, I feel like we could both agree on this, is that we wish, we wish Summer Rae wrestled a lot more on Raw. Yeah, I mean, she's. I, I still find her very impressive in the ring. Yeah, I mean, this match was short, but... Yeah, I mean, there was a few spots, a few... I, I didn't think it was so bad. I, I thought, yeah, but it's not nothing where you'd be like going to a bathroom break. Like, it was fine. Right. Um, After that, we saw Roman Reigns come out, cut a little promo about winning the Money in the Bank and said that he's going to cash in on the person that's going to win the WWE Championship on Sunday, that being Dean Ambrose. Then Kane came out and basically said that anyone has a better shot at winning the match than Roman Reigns does and then said that it's his job on Sunday to win. Then Dolph Ziggler came out and said that he's going to win Money in the Bank our truth came out and said he's going to win. Kane reminded him that he isn't in the match. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Kane didn't break there because I mean, yeah, I understand that's in the script, so yeah, I it's. But I I was that was yeah. I, every I was everything that our truth is doing, I'm laughing at. I thought that was really funny, and it's funny because I mean, usually I'm not really big with the comedy and stuff, but the our truth, like from a while ago, I've been such a fan of for our uh, truth and what he's been doing. It's just so funny. Yeah. But then New Day came out. They said that when Kofi becomes... Well, actually, Kofi said that when he becomes Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, and then Woods went on to say that we all become Mr. Money in the Bank. So, And then that led Sheamus to come out, basically said he's going to win. Then that led right into Sheamus versus Randy Orton. Again. Yeah. And uh, Sheamus picked up the victory there via disqualification. I... Now, let me just... Uh... Sheamus threw Randy Orton over that table, like right into that table, and it was, it was ugly. Like Orton like cleared the table and then sold it and everything, but that wasn't a DQ. Yet last week or two weeks ago, someone threw someone into yeah, the commentator's table, and it was a DQ. That's like I, it's, I don't. It's the inconsistency. I mean, inconsistency. But yeah, I, I can't believe I had to sit through a long match between them again. Sheamus finally won because Randy Orton threw a chair at him. Yeah. Why, why couldn't Randy Orton do that during the very first commercial break? Yeah, that would have been really nice and saved us a lot of time. And then, I guess, it's like you don't know, is Randy Orton a face or a heel? Here, he's doing heel tactics. He kind of like the Bella Twins. Right, he continued after the DQ to beat down Sheamus and then hit him with an RKO. Maybe that's going to be like, Sheamus is going to win, maybe. I don't know, I'm still... I. I'm happy. Don't like. I'm happy that Orton's taking such a that his stock value is taking such a hit. I yeah, mean, to who is to who? Not to WWE. It's not. Yeah, he's not the he's not the star that they wanted him to be. He's not. Yeah, John but Cena. that's not how WWE views I mean, it at all. I don't know. Like even on a while ago, I heard Stone Cold was saying how Randy Orton is dropping and how he's not uh, the main eventer that. WWE wanted him to be that he used to be. He's not there anymore. He doesn't have it. So I was I was actually surprised that Stone Cold said that too. Well, but uh, next up, you had Kane defeating Dolph Ziggler in a match. Uh, uh, the only real thing to mention here is that Rusev came out during the match and yeah. Lana fell off the entrance ramp, which distracted Ziggler enough for Kane to hit him with the choke slam and win. Yeah, very very unfortunate incident. Uh, uh, but I guess I mean there's there's really no real way to make a one foot fall look like it hurt on impact. She's not really the best seller at that. I mean, for somebody who's an actress, I mean, what did she have to work with though? I mean, she had the one foot drop. I mean, she was in Pitch Perfect one and two. Yeah, but still, it's like you could be an actress, but it's like. You have a physical actress as well? I don't know. I, I thought that was awful. Yeah. Uh, um, up, up next, we saw Miz TV. And the Miz said that he deserves better than to have Big Show come out and knock him out. Ryback then came out and said that Damian Sandow was better than Miz and everything that he did was better than what Miz was doing. And... Uh, What's the point of bringing out bringing up Miz now if he's not even involved with it? I don't know. 
But I thought I thought Miz and and uh, Ryback did a great job at playing to the crowd. Like Miz would be like, "Silence, my hand is up." That means you guys are quiet. And Ryback would be like, "When my hand is up, that means you chant, feed me more." And like Miz would put his hand up, and everyone would start chanting, "Feed me more," louder and louder. So I thought that was really great between both of them. But uh, yeah. That, that led to Big Show coming out and said that he's going to beat Ryback at the pay-per-view. And Miz attacked Big Show from behind and uh, then then tried to... I think he, like, he tried to, like... From my understanding of it, was he probably tried to push Big Show into Ryback and then... Yeah, it looked, yeah. But, but then he kept attacking him with the microphone, so. Yeah, that's the thing. It looked like he was supposed to hit Big Show into Ryback. Yeah. And Big Show didn't stumble, he didn't sell it, or he forgot that know. he was going to do it. But then Ryback ended up hitting shell-shocked on Big Show, which, yeah. what? that's why. Why do that before the pay-per-view? Why blow yeah. the spot? I mean, you could have tried. You could have went to go try to get him up and then have Big Show slide off his back or something. And then get out of the ring. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. Why would you waste that? Or then have the Miz interrupt the shell shock, so this way he doesn't hit it. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had um, you had Harper and uh, Rowan defeating Los Matadores, um, and the way that they won is well, that's how the way the three D. Three D. Yeah, they did that like the crowd does it. They're calling it the way. That's what they're uh, doing. It. That's what they're calling it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the the finisher. It's called the way. So this way they could show you the way. And uh, Luke Harper cut a promo afterwards and said that it's time to pay for your sins, or the time, the time to pay for your sins is coming. I I hope this is some sort of Dudley Boys hype. I mean, we did see. I really, uh, I really don't. I, I don't I think so. It would be great. But if it, you put that, that itself would be a sell of the of the network for the month. If you put the Dudley Boys versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan at SummerSlam in Barclays Center. Yeah, that's gonna sell uh, subscriptions. Yeah. So that I'm hoping for I'll be also disappointed that I couldn't get a ticket to SummerSlam. Yeah, they uh they had some banter back and forth on Twitter. But uh Bubba Ray tweeted out Saying how if they want to show uh, do the 3D right, uh, WWE give them a call or something like that. And Luke Harper responded to him, saying any place, any time, we'll show you the way, or so, uh, something along those lines. So maybe they are talking about the Dudley Boys. Fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Big E defeating Titus O'Neil. Uh, it was a quick match. Woods went after Darren Young, but Titus grabbed him, and then Kofi jumped up, which distracted him. Yeah, I was. Yep. No, I was going to say not much to this, to say about the match. Well, I'm going to take away something that Big E did that I thought was very smart. Uh, he had to. It was starting to die down a little bit, but he got the crowd back into it by. He got, uh, he put um, Titus O'Neil in a abdominal stretch, oh, and yeah. then while he was in there, he started using his hand and uh, doing the clap, the New Day sucks clap. New Day rocks. Yeah, New Day rocks across the chest of uh, of O'Neil. Yeah. 
and the crowd started to get louder and louder, and it was perfect a perfect way to get the crowd back involved during a rest hold. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, this match led right into Roman Reigns versus Kofi Kingston. Roman Reigns picked up the victory there. Mm-hmm. Another good match, and um, I mean, I hope you agree. I really hope Kofi Kingston somehow becomes Mr. Money in the Bank. I I wouldn't mind it. I mean, we've been saying for the longest time. You know my two picks for it. I don't. <laughs> I don't know your two picks for this. I'm assuming Ziggler and, and Orton? Yeah. Seriously? No, Orton or... Uh, Sheamus? Orton or Sheamus? Orton. Who? Orton. I'm Just picking Orton? Twice. Yeah. But, I mean, we've been saying for a very long time that that we w- would like Kofi Kingston to to be in that championship scene. We think that he should have been champion by now. Hopefully. Yeah. And I was I was very surprised that Kofi lasted as long as he did in this match and even hit moves, too. But Langston ended up, he went on the apron, got hit with the Superman punch. Uh, Xavier Woods got in the ring to try and plead with Roman Reigns and... Uh, then Kofi went to jump up and, uh, or no, Kofi went and did like a quick roll up, which I thought was going to be it because he grabbed the the pants and yeah, everything. Yeah, he almost had it. Yeah, that's I thought it was it, but hey, that wasn't it. And afterwards, that's when Kofi went to do the jump off the top rope and boom, Superman punch lost. Yeah. Next up, you had J and J Security picking up a surprising victory over Seth Rollins. Yeah, earlier uh, thanks to the help of Dean Ambrose. Earlier in the night, well, not really to the help of Dean Ambrose. Well, distraction. Earlier in the night, we saw Seth Rollins talking down to J&J Security and said that he never needed them and he doesn't need them. Noble got in his face and yelled at him. And then Seth said the authority gave him the power to choose his opponents for tonight, so he picked J&J Security. And uh, before the match, Roman Reigns said that Dean Ambrose bought a ticket for the show. Why would Dean Ambrose need to buy a ticket? He's on the the roster. Yeah, come on. And uh, I don't know why that was, but regardless, which is now two, you can buy the shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. What was it? ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Okay. I say it over and over again. I, I can't get enough seeing Joey and Jamie wrestle. I'm such big fans of both of them, and I'm very happy that there are opportunities in 2015 in WWE to see them put on good matches like this. And initially, I thought this was going to be a joke of a match. I even tweeted out, being like, oh, time for the main event, back for Reigns and Kofi, because I thought like J&J would just like lay down or something like that. But I'm, I'm very glad that it turned into an actual, an actual thing. And... Uh, when Seth Rollins went for a pedigree, Dean Ambrose threw the championship in the ring. Rollins went to get it. That's when Mercury did the quick roll-up and, and won. So after the match, though, Ambrose hit Seth with Dirty Deeds and took the title back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun watching the match. And uh, overall, it, it was a pretty good Raw. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some... Before we get to SmackDown, let's talk WWE NXT. Uh, we had Mojo making his return to the NXT in, in at uh, Full Sail University. 
uh, teaming up alongside Zack Ryder. Um, they picked up the victory in their, I guess, tag team debut. I love that move that they used. Yeah, now, it was, it was a, like it was the top rope Rough Rider, but but Mojo put him up on his shoulders like the as if he was ready to do the heart attack. The heart attack. Yeah. Not the Doomsday Device. No. I'm trying to remember. No, I can't remember how the move went. No, he. It was a belly belly that they lifted him up, kind of like what. Uh, okay, right. Yes, yes. Davy yes. and. Uh, yes. Yeah. Or anyone, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Yeah, any anyone, whether it's yeah, like Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil used to do it. Yeah. Um, they picked up the victory over Samson and. Uh, uh, I was Rawlist. I was confusing the moves that I saw. There was so much wrestling this past week with. Uh, yeah. That's because then Dan Barry and Bill Carr do that, where Bill Carr puts him up on the shoulders, and then Dan Barry moonsault and does the... The Sicilian uh, slice of bread. Yeah, the slice of bread? Yeah, slice of bread. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Emma picking up a victory over Blue Pants, the biggest baby face of WWE NXT ever. <laughs> ever? Ever. Yeah, completely she, over. Absolutely completely over. It's hilarious. Um, like, I love how Big Cass does her theme song. Yeah. Like, what is her not to dis? What is there to dislike about her? I just wish that WWE would actually. I, I maybe they they don't feel like she's. I don't want to say worth it to sign. I think that this could be the way to get her signed. I mean, this all of this. Look at how much support she has by just doing this and not giving her a name. You build this up into she finally she go. Backstage, she goes into William Regal's office, says, listen, I'm not blue pants anymore. I have a name. This is what my name is, and I'm here to do this. My and William Regal says... My name is Mercury Rising. Then Regal <laughs> says, okay, okay here's I'll sign yours. you to a concert. I will, concert. I will sign you to a contract if you get this match done. Now get out of my office. I have yeah. tea to drink. I mean, I think that this is a great way to build her up if that's what they were going to do. I mean, I mean, you never know. I think, I mean, they keep on having her come back. Who's to say that she isn't signed to a contract? Right. She's certainly worthy of one. I mean, as she's been doing, this is the, like, uh, she's been on it at least 10 times, it feels like. I'm sure, she, yeah. I mean, she definitely wrestles been, often on NXT. Yeah, she's, she's been on more than, like, Bull Dempsey and people like, like, uh, Sammy Callahan, like she's been on, girl. she's been on NXT more times than you said like just now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Bull Dempsey, speaking of him, he lost to Tyler Breeze, but he went to William Regal's office, and uh, big things are happening with Bull Dempsey. Yeah, um, it was kind of funny with the match because Tyler Breeze couldn't figure out how to beat him. So he got him outside the ring, and he started running circles around the ring with Bull Dempsey chasing him until Bull Dempsey ran out of breath. And then he rolled him into the ring and hit him with the beauty shot. I thought it was very uh, Wildy Coyote Roadrunner-ish, but very funny. And then backstage with William Regal, Regal really giving him a piece of his mind about uh, Dempsey eating. Yeah, he's sitting there eating Doritos. Yeah, and then pulls out a... Twix or something out of his Ah, uh, it was a Hershey's bar. Nah. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Becky Lynch picking up a victory over the debuting Jesse McKay from uh, Australia. 
But that's I don't think that's her name anymore though. I I think it's Jesse. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Eden said Jesse. Um Becky Lynch's entrance pretty much she has to change it a little bit because it's exactly what Edge is. Yeah. It's exactly Edge is. I mean not exactly exactly, it's but very, it's very very pretty... close to it. Yeah. But I whatever. I don't I mean it works, but it's very close to it. On the main stage it's gonna get ripped apart. So she has to change something with it. Um I was a big move. Did you catch this match? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um I like that move that Lynch did. It was like kind of a rack attack sla- side slam. Kind I, I, of yeah, I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean? Like where Yeah, it was behind her. it was behind her. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a really, really cool uh cool move. Um, what else? I wrote down suplex, a trap suplex. Oh, there was one move that Lynch did too, where she got Jesse McKay's arm in a hammerlock or something, and she proceeded to give her a suplex. I just looked, it just looked awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah, very- the NXT divas definitely, or yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call them, NXT divas. It's like the whole thing. Well, the, the women of wrestling, of the women of WWE. Because they're the only ones that have the women title. Yeah, but that's also the thing that came up in that whole Four Horse Women interview thing. Where they were saying, do you say it's divas wrestling or women's wrestling? And not even on the main roster do they say it's divas wrestling, though. It's always, oh yeah, this is women's wrestling. They're just wrestling for the divas championship. Because I never they hear are divas. Women's wrestling. I always see, hear them say. They never ever say this is divas wrestling. Yeah, but they never say women's wrestling. But it's not like they call it divas wrestling. Well, so they, if don't, you, if you they pose, don't say wrestling anymore. Anyways, if you right? pose, if you pose the question, be like, "Oh, are you a divas? Are, are you are you doing divas even, wrestling or women's wrestling?" They'd say women's wrestling. Nobody yes, would but say the divas. commentary go, says, calls them divas. They are divas, regardless. Exactly. Three. That's so, not three. You could buy the T-shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash marking out. Barry Corbin picked up a victory over Dawkins. We had some uh, teasing of uh, Gable, Chad Gable, and uh, Jordan backstage. I think that was Jordan, right? Jordan what? Uh, I think Jordan backstage with Gable, t- uh, with the Shoot Nation. Yeah. See? Um, in the main event, you had Samoa Joe making his NXT debut. A lot of debuts on this. Uh, well, his NXT wrestling debut. Yes, wrestling debut against Scott Dawson, picking up a victory. And then uh, following the match, gets on the mic, proceeds to talk about Kevin Owens, his objective of why he's in NXT. William uh, Owens hits the ring. Then William Regal comes out. I think Owens comes out. I don't think Owens hit the All ring. Right, so then, yeah, so just Regal came out. Announcing next week they will face each other in a non-title match, so that should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Slow Joe versus Kevin Owens non-title next week. Let's move on to some SmackDown. Yeah, Dean Ambrose opened the show and spoke uh, spoke about his tour of Nolans. Yeah, can we say that if we're not from there? I don't know. I can't. He spoke. You can't just say Nolans. Nolans. Yeah, bam! You said it. Oh, bam! Roasted. <laughs> He spoke about his tour of New Orleans during Raw that he took with the WWE Championship. Rollins came out and said that Dean Ambrose isn't in his league. And at the pay-per-view, he's going to take the title back. Uh, Seth Rollins said that he wants his title back. And Ambrose laid the championship right there, down right there in the ring. Seth Rollins went to pick it up. And Ambrose said that 
it's actually a replica, and he can't remember where the real title is. Yeah, I thought this was this was very funny. Yeah, um, and then he he just pretty much left. I he like, just jumped over the barricade. And Seth Rollins is like, "No, I'm not done talking to you yet." I like how Ambrose said that everything got a little fuzzy after Raw, and yeah. it, 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 he goes, "It still feels like Tuesday to me." Because, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, pop, I pop for that because <laughs> it is Tuesday. But yeah, exactly. I, I pop big time for that. Yeah, and then uh, Kane ended up coming out and said that he won't have any help from the Authority on Sunday, and he's on his own. And then he announced that it's Dolph Ziggler versus. Seth Rollins later on tonight or yeah. that night. Next up, you had a non-title match. I see Champ Ryback taking on the Miz. Ryback picking up the victory, following the Miz, getting a little bit too cocky, yeah. started uh, imitating the uh, Ryback's meat hook taunt, and proceeded to take that meat hook, and then uh, got shell shocked. Yeah, and Big Show came out afterwards and said that Ryback really isn't a threat to him, and if and and. Uh, He's gonna win at the pay per view. Yeah, I kind of I do wish that they maybe would have made the match on Sunday a triple threat. Yeah, I would like to see Miz being used. I mean, if Miz is used this much inside the storyline already, why not? Yeah. Uh, next up, you had King Barrett picking up a victory. Over Jack Swagger. That's right. He actually his, picked up a victory. His one for the month or whatever. Yeah. He, he Everyone's allowed one per month. Well, just him. Um, R-Truth Jinx was on commentary during the match. You can yeah, go ahead almost, and say it. Almost cost want. him the... Almost cost Barrett the match. Yeah, he picked up his robe, his scepter. crown, his scepter, his staff. No, his shaft? I don't know. What do you want to call that thing? Is no, scepter? his scepter. That's the scepter. Can it also be a... a, a no, no, no. That's his scepter. <laughs> and he put everything on and... That is not his staff or his shaft. That's his scepter. <laughs> <laughs> What's a shaft? <laughs> that's the... Just one thing? <laughs> yeah, that's Samuel L. Jackson. You're right. Okay. So, um... But, I'm uh, surprised. I really thought that that was going to be it. I thought that Barrett was about to lose the match because of that. Yeah. But it was very funny because Barrett got, uh, started, sat on the, uh, the ring apron looking at R-Truth, and he's just like, drop it. Yeah, R-Truth. So R-Truth is just like, sorry, like, and he just puts it down and then runs away. And then Bad News Barrett chased after him only to get clotheslined from Swagger. Yep, and that's when I thought it was over. It's, it's weird, though, how far Swagger really has fallen. Yeah. He was one of the most over people at one point. The crowd would always chant, we the people with him. So loud. One of the loudest things that I've ever heard. Well, I mean, for what happened to him, he's still lucky to be in the WWE. Meaning the... Yeah. No, what? Drugs. Yeah, but what did what happened? Yeah. What happened? He got caught with, with pot? Yeah. He got caught, pulled over. Yeah, so... Back in WrestleMania, like, two years ago or whatever, so... So he was so high up, and then all of a sudden just fell. So low down. Yeah. Now he's barely used on television. Yeah. Up next, next, we saw Seth Rollins defeat Dolph Ziggler. Match was fantastic. Uh, Non-title match, of course. It was awesome. This match was so good. And I would really like to see this as, like, a serious feud for the WWE Championship. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, very entertaining. 
Uh, I like at one point they were outside the ring and uh, Seth Rollins caught Dolph Ziggler and catapulted him over the barricade. It's, it's, yeah. it's nice to see somebody go over the barricade like that as opposed to somebody going through it or just getting tossed over. It's Definitely. like... Agreed. And then during the match itself, like the entire like reversals one after the other just looked awesome. It, yeah. It, like it didn't look like the stuff that you see on like the indies where the indies is like reversal, 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 reversal. Super kick, super kick. No, no, not super kicks though. Reversals. Where yeah, they reverse, reverse, reverse. It, it it flowed and it made sense. Yeah, it was good. Right. Not like, I mean, most of the times on the independent scene when you see reversal, 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 it's yeah. like, oh, come on, this looks so scripted. So, but now, Rollins eventually hooked the trunks to win, so. Oh. What? I broke a rope band. Uh, <laughs> Was it next. for your cheek? Who are you, Captain Lou Albano? Yes. Um, Paige defeated Alicia Fox. It was a good match, but now I want your opinion on this. Was I was going to get your opinion on this. Okay. Was this a botch? Oh, I don't know what you were going to say then. Because I'm seeing the end of the match. I'm seeing a lot of people saying that it was a that there was a botch and really bashing Paige. There's a lot on the YouTube comments underneath the WWE. Um, There's a lot of bashing Paige. In my opinion, I think, I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. Obviously, every time we see the move done, she's standing up. But if she wants to sit during the move, why not? Yeah, I think that... The move is still effective. Yeah, it's still locked in there. I don't think that it's a botch at all. I mean, maybe, okay, maybe she lost her footing and she couldn't hold her up any much longer. So she had to sit down. But even still, the hold is locked in there. Right. It's not like the sharpshooter where if you fall down, it's ineffective. The way that she locks in that scorpion lock, it's... Uh, what is it? Not the... The PTO? Yeah, PTO. Scorpion lock. What is it called? The PTO. No, no, no. Before that, it is the scorpion. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I don't think... I think there was the referee really messed that up, too. I think if there's a botch, if you want to say that there's a botch at all, it was the referee. He was not in the right place. But why? Um, because Alicia Fox was tapping for a good oh, amount of time. yeah, 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 yeah. And the referee... Had to wait until Paige started saying, yelling out, she's tapping, she's tapping. And the referee was on the wrong side to see the right. hand tapping. Of course, Alicia Fox could have been yelling and selling it a little bit more, but the referee had to be on the right side for that. Yeah, but so. I mean, really my only complaint here is how WWE treats Alicia Fox. It's like face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. It's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. And I, I'm a, I'm a, I know you're not a fan of hers. I I'm, mean, she's improved, but I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I think she's definitely talented. I like during this match, Paige was like standing with one leg on the second rope to kick Alicia Fox in the corner multiple times. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever seen somebody do that, but I, I really I like that one. Yeah, because yeah, that must have been so hard to balance in like the almost like not really the middle of the rope, but on the rope yeah. with one leg. That has to that has to be. like the thing I don't like is I'm seeing on these comments. It's like these marks and smarks 
Well, not smarks because at, at least they would know. These complete marks saying, oh, she fell down. It's a, it's a complete botch. She botched this and she's doing this. She should be back in NXT. I don't know why they called her up. She's barely been wrestling. She's so new they called her up too soon. Yet they don't even know about her background and how long she actually has been doing this. I, I don't know. I, I hate marks. No offense if any marks are. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm a moral. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, time for the main offer. Yeah, we saw Neville teaming up with Borton and Randy, I mean, Roman Reigns, to take on and what? defeat. Why did I think you were going to say Randy Newman? I have no clue. I was and I was picturing Neville in the ring with Orton. And you were and picturing him Randy playing piano? Newman. Were you picturing yeah, Randy but, Newman? Yeah, but Randy Newman was the family guy Randy Newman. So I don't yeah. know. Oh, that family guy. Yeah, the cartoon right. one. So, but okay. uh, they, they, not Randy Newman. Yeah, Randy Newman picked up the victory against Kane, Kofi Kingston, and Sheamus via disqualification because Biggie Langston and Xavier Woods interfered. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the match, New Day tried to interfere, but Roman Reigns hit both of them. And, uh, I mean, it was your standard six-man tag. They Oops. did all the, they hauled the, their finisher one after the other towards the end. I, I still love that, uh, the Kofi spot with Reigns with the Superman punch. Yeah. Even though it may have not, it may have looked different from a different angle, but the camera angle for that move was spot on, and it looked perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say everyone hit their finisher except for Neville. He just hit a drop kick off the top rope. But yeah. But uh, after but all, but he the, also had that big spot, which will lead to right. And uh, that's after that. That's when the Superman punch to Kofi happened, and that's when New Day broke it up. But uh, Langston and Woods did their New Day double team move to Roman Reigns. They got ladders. Kofi went to go climb up, but. Uh, I guess to symbolically get the briefcase that was hanging above the ring. Ziggler ran down, took out New Day with one ladder that he was running with. Probably pretty dangerous to run with a ladder. Yeah. But uh, after, how did Kofi get out of the ring? Uh, Kofi, I think... I don't even remember. But it, it ended up with Neville moving the ladder inside the ring. And uh, I don't recall. I, I, everyone went to the outside. Yes, and Neville. and Neville climbed all the way up to the ladder. The referees had to hold the ladder for balance. I don't know if the, the ladder was almost outside of the ring or what, but uh, he jumped out onto everybody. Yeah, and what a, a cross body splash that was. Yeah, that's kind of like I was watching that. I watched that like I want to say like three times, and that's got to hurt. I for, think that the, the only people I think, taking it. Yeah, I think the person that really did get hurt on that. I mean, Seamus. Kane. Yeah, if you I look, mean, Seamus is the one that actually caught Neville. Dude, yeah, but if you look back, Kane gets kicked right in the head, right on the like right into his head. He gets kicked by Neville, and then once Kane falls out, he's like grabbing his head. He got kicked pretty hard on that. I mean, I guess stuff happens, but yeah. I mean, if I mean, as long as the person coming down, you catch him, uh, then you're doing your job. Yeah, I got high hopes for that match. Yeah, I think, uh, it's just unfortunate that Randy Orton's involved. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with I'm completely fine with Kane and Sheamus being in it, but then you add Randy Orton and it's just like, please don't let him win. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Randy Orton. Is there a need for Randy Orton in WWE right now? No, there's not. That's why when he was he was not even at the Elimination Chamber pay per view, then boom, the next or whatever you want to call it, network exclusive next I, night, boom, there he is. I'd rather have Del Rio than Orton. And Del Rio, we were really bored by at the end. I don't... Dude, yeah, we were. When he was champion and everything. But we that wasn't very, near the end. I don't know. But we were bored with him. At one we, point, we, we were bashed really him bored. big time. At one point, we were bored with him. Um, but all right. that was SmackDown. Money in the Bank, moving on to that for some predictions. Surely. We got Money in the Bank taking place this Sunday in Columbus, Ohio at the Nationwide Arena. Um, they announced that there will be a pre-show match, that being King Barrett versus R-Trizzle. That's why we saw R-Truth get involved in that match on Raw. Uh, what? I wish Truth was actually in the match. Maybe maybe he'll walk out there and be like... I feel like he's going to get involved in the match. If like, How do you run that segment and then not have him come yeah, out? Yeah, he's definitely going to get involved. The best is when he, they did a backstage fallout. And uh, <laughs> one of the, the interviewer, he was just like, well, what about your fears of ladders and stuff? And Kofi's, uh, Kofi, R-Truth is just like, I don't have a fear of ladders anymore. And he goes over to a ladder that's uh, on the ground and starts talking smack to the ladder. Yeah. Just very funny. But I'm going to go with King Barrett here. All right. I'm going to go with Kofi. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I keep on looking at it's Kofi's come, name on my paper. Off really terrible for you, huh? No, yeah, because I have Kofi's name right in front of me because I want to write him down later. So I keep on seeing that. Okay. So I'm you going are truth. going with Kofi Kingston for this match? Or? No, I'm going our truth Yeah. Uh, up next, we have, um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll do a title match. We'll do the Divas Championship. We got Nikki Bella versus Paige. Nikki Bella, I believe, has been champion now for over 200 days. Yeah, she, uh, she just surpassed 200 days, dedicating that 200th day to uh, Dusty Rose. Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm going to go with Nikki. I, I'm going to go with Nikki as well. I mean, I wish Paige would win, but I, I really still feel like WWE is doing this run to get AJ Lee out of there. And I still think that Nikki, I, they have to let me believe that they're heels. They're not faces. Like, I, mean, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. It's just this entire storyline I'm so confused with. But I really, I think, because AJ currently has the most days as champion. Oh, which yeah. Which is 295. Okay, I, so, I, that's what you mean. I mean, pretty that's, soon. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty soon she's going, Nikki's got Beth Phoenix this week. She's, she's lapsing her. And then, I guess that's in a, two weeks, she's got Maurice. Maurice is 216 under her belt. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. And AJ, right. yeah, AJ has two ninety five. So let, I guess so. let's let's start the countdown. Yeah, countdown to two ninety five. Yeah, ninety nine. What is it? Ninety four days from now? Mm -hmm. Maybe. 
Maybe. Up next for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, we have Ryback versus Big Show. I am going to stick with Ryback. I really, really hope Big Show does not win here. There's also no need for Big Show in WWE, like we said with Orton. Yeah, I'm going with Ryback as well. As Yep, agreed. No need for Big Show. Up next. Yep, it's all you. I don't have the card up. The WWE Tag Team Championships are on the line. New Day. No. New Dirt! Big E Langston and Xavier Woods will be defending their championships against the primetime players. This is another one I really hope primetime players don't win. I'm going with New Day. Yeah, I'm going with New Day as well. Uh, up next we have... Which one's more important? I'm going to go with John Cena versus Kevin Owens here. And uh, hopefully it's Kevin Owens. I'm going with Kevin Owens. Yep. Even though um, maybe it's going to be John Cena and then they're going to have to face off at Battleground. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens as well. I think it's going to be uh, – I think they're going to pull a swerve because you usually – you expect John Cena to get that redemption victory. So I think they're going to really uh, pull one on us. We'll try to. Well, obviously not on us because we're both choosing Owens. <laughs> and then uh, up next – we have the Money in the Bank ladder match for the WWE Championship contract. Match contract. We have Kane versus Roman Reigns versus Randy Newman versus Sheamus versus Kofi Kingston versus Neville versus Dolph Ziggler. I am picking... Corn. Uh, um, yeah, so I know. Are you picking Kofi Kingston like you said earlier? No. I mean, you said you wanted to write down Kofi Kingston's name, so... No, I, I want to, but I can't. Um, I gotta... Is I it, know, it's not Kofi. It's not Ziggler. It's too much to believe that it's, it's Reigns, though, right? I, look, I, I absolutely can't have it be Randy Orton. I can't have it be Sheamus. Kane, I'll be fine with. Reigns, I'll be fine with. Neville would be, like, completely left field where... There's like almost no way that it's Neville. You know what? But I gotta go back to that Kofi Kingston theory where why is he facing Brock Lesnar live on the WWE Network, live from Japan? Yeah. Why did why did they the authority have New Day come out to to help them? I am going to be going with And then once and they said it, once once Kofi Kingston's Mr. Money in the Bank, all three of them are Mr. Money in the Bank. I have my winner down. Fruits. I'm going with, I'm going to say it. I'm wrong here. Whatever. I'm going with Kofi Kingston. I got to stand behind him. I got to have Kofi Kingston win this. It's All now right. or never. It has to be Kofi Kingston. My winner of the Money in the Bank. Or Kane or Roman Reigns I'll be fine with. Or Ziggler I'll be fine with. I'll fine with Neville as well. But My winner is Kane. I'm, that's like, I'm completely fine if that happens too. Just because we'll have Kane versus Rollins where... That's or, the thing. I think that... Or maybe it's going to end up turning where, like, oh, no, it's actually <coughs> full June. Now nobody can cash in this contract. Something yeah. like that. And then somewhere down the line, um, Seth Rollins loses the championship. Kane, give me the give me your, your briefcase. Kane pushes, pushes over, gives him the briefcase. Boom. One, two, three. Cashes in again and wins the championship. Maybe. Maybe. 
<laughs> but now, uh, after that, for the main event, we have the ladder match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, for the WWE Championship. We were banning that from the show. Yes. Seth See, Rollins. I'm breaking it. Here and there. I was good this far. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. I'm going with Rollins. It's it's very hard to, to think Dean Ambrose is walking out a champion. Mm. Do you really think that Dean Ambrose could win? I don't know. I didn't think he was going to win last time. But they're really, with the crowd reaction to Dean Ambrose winning, I don't... You know what? Let's have some fun with this. We picked so many different... We, well, no, we didn't. Well, <laughs> uh, we have two different matches. Let's go with three different matches. I'll go with Dean. Really? Yeah. So we have different... I'm going with Dean Ambrose, Kane, and R-Truth. And you're going with uh, King Barrett, Kofi Kingston, and Seth Rollins. Everything else we have the same. Yeah, well, fingers crossed for something good. I, I know I'm, I'm missing the missing the pay-per-view live. I will not be seeing it live. I'm going. So maybe you could re, uh, live tweet it, not live tweet I'm it. I'm not going to live tweet afterwards. If you want Brandon to live tweet it after. <laughs> Nobody's going to say it. Watches it. Let, let us know. No, no, no. I don't want to come home at like 11 o'clock. Oh, no, you do it the day after. I'm not watching it the day after. I'm watching it as soon as I get home. Shh. How could I not, how could I literally be at a concert, come home, and then what, go to sleep? You expect me to not, there could be a new WWE champion. Well, I'll text you, I'll let you know. No, don't text me, don't let me know anything. You're banned from texting me on Sunday night. You know what I can let you know? Your shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. That's right, it is time for shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. He wants to thank the following people for promoting us during the week of professional wrestling. Thank you very much, John, at Mr. John Faust. No, I'm not doing no? that. No, 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 right. no. Be Monta B at NYWC underscore sign guy. And Jasmine at Reverse Enemsage. Thank you very much for uh, promoting us, helping get the word out of marking out. But you, you do understand why I, I did that before, right? With with like how Garrett Morris used to yell during Weekend Update with Chevy oh, Chase. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, now I, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just watched the SNL 40th special again, so... All right. It was fresh in my mind, and I felt like I wanted to do it. So Understandable. Um, also, go check out Community on Yahoo if you have not. Awesome show. Awesome show indeed to check out. Are you going to do the jingle? The jingle? Yeah, the Yahoo jingle. Yahoo! <laughs> yeah. um, also, go follow... The Global Force Wrestling Tag Team of the New Heavenly Bodies. No, uh, no, no. Just the Heavenly Bodies. Well, they're... No, the, no, no. Don't call them the New Heavenly Bodies. Just They're just the Heavenly Bodies. Well, they're... they're I know they're being as, billed as the New Heavenly, heavenly bodies, bodies there, but just, just... They're not. 
they're the heavenly bodies. Well, go, go follow them on uh, Twitter, Don of Desire PWS, and at Justin Carino. Go follow them. They have their uh, debut. They Global Force Wrestling has their debut event today, which is Friday, um, over at, in uh, Tennessee at Jackson Generals Stadium. I was I was really a club. I was really yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was really hoping that Railroad Rudy would be booked and we could go take a train trip down there. And but yeah. that, that didn't happen. Double J, not, Double J was like, "Don't piss me off." Yeah, not today, not today. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. First shout-out goes to Marin. It's Mark Marin's television show on IFC. It's in season three right now, but you can watch seasons one and two on Netflix. Uh, I think it's a funny show. You should check it out. It's uh, If you've ever seen Louie on FX, it's kind of like that. They're both uh, comedians, similar. So, yeah, I'm good. What? I've, seen, I've seen a few clips of Louie. I'm like, eh. I, I'm such a fan of Louie. And I never used to watch it. And then I just watched it one day on Netflix. I'm like, where is the next season? Uh, no, I I like him on Family Feud, though. <laughs> Family Feud? Yeah. When was he on Family Feud? Louie Anderson. Uh, used to host it. No. No, Louis C.K. Oh. Screw you. Screw you. Make, you make everything worse. <laughs> I swear. Second shout-out, though, goes to City Field. Like I said earlier, it's, it really has been my dream to see pro wrestling at City Field. So I, I wish the event ran smoother, but it was still cool. Hey, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really a beggar, though. I was just hoping. Dreamers can't be choosers. Dreamers can't be wishers, or wishers can't be a star. Look at that. Wishers can't be washers. But uh, weebles, weebles can't wobble. But they can't. No, 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 they do. Weebles do wobble. But where they fall down? They definitely don't fall down. Okay. And I think weebles are they called weebles? <laughs> yeah, weeble. Weebles, weebles are definitely. Wobble, but they won't fall down. Weebles are definitely a toy that are not from your childhood. So I don't understand why you're playing with children toys these days. Weebles wobble, but they won't fall down. Yeah, they definitely do fall down if you throw them, but they'll get right back up. They're like a cat; they got like thousands of lives. Yeah, it's like you like you can play this this song Chubba Wumba, uh, Tub Thumper, and throw that down, and it just keeps on coming right back up. Uh, but lastly, I would like to give a shout out to the movie The Wrestler. Thank you. Not from two thousand eight though, oh. with Mickey Rourke. The movie from nineteen seventy four, starring Ed Asner. Uh, Dusty Rhodes and a ton of other wrestlers are in it. Um, I don't know if kayfabe was a word back then, but this movie is straight up kayfabe. Uh, I believe Vern Gagne produced it. He also starred in it, but... Yeah, I think he did. If you ever get an opportunity to see it, I know it's on DVD because I own it on DVD, but definitely uh, check it out. Yeah. And now it's time to move on to our moment of the week. That's right. Our marked out moment of the week. Really, I mean, has to be 
the fact that I got to see Pete Gas wrestle at City Field, I definitely was not expecting that at all, and uh, was a I mean, huge, huge Mean Street Posse fan. Yeah, you always loved uh, Shane O'Mac and uh, the Mean Street. Yeah, so getting to see that, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen, I've definitely never seen them live before, so that was pretty cool. That's very, uh, that had to have been a throwback and an unexpected uh, surprise. Yeah. That's very cool. As long as you had fun and everything, that's awesome. Yeah, I had fun. I, I went, <laughs> I got my uh, souvenir baseball cup and then asked for Nathan's hot dog thing and uh, got sauerkraut in there. I, I, got, I didn't have to pay Who's for Who's on the cup? Uh, I think it's a bunch of people. DeGrom is on it. So. Oh, it's the Mets cup. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, oh, okay. of course not. They didn't even have a program. I would have been like, walk the bleachers, get me one. But I would like, why wouldn't you not have a program or something for an event like that? They don't have enough funding. I don't understand. It all away on dumb booking of rest of old timers. I don't get it though. It's like Legends of Wrestling teamed up with Big Time Wrestling, but I don't understand. Like, I would love to know who's at fault for that, so I can blame somebody. Yeah, I have it a feeling. Like I, I really have a feeling that it's not the Mets to blame. Yeah, it sounds like just really crummy booking, like kind of just like taking people's money just to see people. I am basically, but I mean, but hey, the I matches were good. See. The matches were good. Yeah, some of the matches were good. <laughs> I mean, the Nasty Boys didn't sell, so. <laughs> but yeah, that's our show this week. Episode 227 in the yes. books. You can purchase our television show from us directly. Email us and we'll let you know if you can purchase it or not. Yes, let us know your offer first. <laughs> HBO, come come calling to me, please. Yes. But you can purchase our TV show. No, why do I keep saying that? Our T-shirt. <laughs> yes, you can purchase our T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. I'm Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Together, we're known as Markin Markin Out. Out. You can follow us on Twitter at Markin Markin Out. Feel free to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.slash, facebook.com, slash, Markin Markin Out. And uh, go on to YouTube and watch some... Some of our stuff up there, our content. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week.